When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. A Dad's Net original podcast. Welcome, gentlemen, to the Loose Dads podcast. This is Loose Dads from the Dads Net, a Dads Net original podcast. It's a bunch of loose dads with varying experiences discussing those varying experiences. And this week on Loose Dads, are dads the lesser sex? Are they the lesser parent? Is that still the case? Has it ever been the case? We want to talk about that. The big stories of the day. We've also got the big dad joke off. It's the joke off. It's nothing else. The joke off. And we have loose trumps finding out who's winning or losing parenting this week. I am joined by Brad. Hello, Brad. What's up? Hold on, it's 1999. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Yo, 2K, pick up the phone! Hello? So, Brad's gone for the 90s. <laughs> what I'm looking for is an 80s and the 70s reference coming oh, up, and I'm going to use Sparky. Hello, is it me you're looking for? That was very good as well. The pressure is on Jack. Jack. I even got one. I didn't prepare for this. Come on, Jack. And I think there's a fair introduction to Loose Dads and what we're all about, pretty much. This is uh, the podcast, but I think before we start, we do need to discuss something very, very important, very dear to me. Uh, TV shows for kids, right? They are, I'm putting this forward, a million times better than when I was growing up, right? Is, uh, is that because nowadays they have sound and colour to these things you call moving pictures, Jim? <laughs> I mean, yes, in many ways I did walk into that one, didn't I? Yeah, thank you, Brad. Cheers for that. Um, no, I, I kind of mean the sort of messaging, the themes are better. When I was a kid, it was just about silly entertainment. And now they're really entertaining, but they're also teaching the kids something useful and really good for them, I reckon. If you've been listening to the last couple of episodes, then you'll know we're currently sponsored by Ricky Zoom. Uh, but it's true. Take Ricky Zoom, for example. You get the speed, you get the action and adventure, and you get entertained. But also, at the heart of the show, you get lessons about friendship, community, and learning to stand on your own two feet. Uh, do you mean your own two wheels? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, then I'll give you that one, your own two wheels. Uh, so if you want to not only be entertained and thrilled by Ricky Zoom's stunts, but also learn some great life lessons, tune into Ricky Zoom on Nickelodeon. If you're in the USA or on Milkshake, if you're in the UK. Oh, and it's on Treehouse if you're in Canada, by the way. This is good, isn't it? Do you know what it's on in Guatemala? <laughs> Hold on, guys. I've got a guy, though, who can definitely get you Ricky Zoom in Guatemala. Uh, right, first part of the show is always where we look back on uh, the last weeks, months, years maybe of parenting. 
and do loose trumps. It's a question, it's an answer, a numerical answer, highest one wins, and the winner is winning parenting this week. So I want to know, seeing as we are in the run-up to the festive period at the moment, first question on loose trumps today, who put their Christmas tree up the earliest? Who's the most festive? Brad, when's your Christmas tree gone up or has it not gone up yet? Well, I'm not sure if you guys know this, but we're having <laughs> renovations. <laughs> 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 and, this is um, not loose jumps, actually. This is the Brad's renovations hour. Yes, yes. Uh, we need a theme song, guys. So, uh, Jack, if you could pop one in, please. Brad's uh, renovation hour. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we still currently don't have our tree up. I'm, I'm, oh. I actually am ashamed to say that because it would have been usually December the 1st, but no, I haven't got it up yet. Well, sorry, that's the you tree. That's the tree, strike. guys. Guys, that's the tree. I'm talking about. Right. I thought that was the once a year treat. We. Um, that's a Christmas as well, though. That's my Christmas bonus. Brad bonus. You, I don't know. I mean, you don't strike me as being the sort of first of December tree guy. I'm. I'm, I'm surprised. This is a lovely side to you. I'm showing. I'm showing you my. Uh, no, sorry. I've got Cindy Lauper in my head. Um, I'm showing you guys my uh, my vulnerable side. That's why. Oh, right now beautiful yeah so, so you i mean you're pretty much out of the running you haven't even got your tree up no. uh, jack when when was your tree up is it up november 21st Whoa. oh very early, Ooh, went early. Yeah. So, so i want to know what wins early or late i think early let's, uh, 2020 we okay. need all the festivity we can yeah. get there we go that's the truth there we go november 21st almost a month and what would it be normally? Was that a special 2020, let's sod this and do it? Yeah, that was, that was, the weather's fucking miserable, <laughs> tired of lockdown, fuck it, let's do it. Life's boring, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, why <laughs> not just off. chuck Christmas in our faces? Yeah. That'll cheer <laughs> us all up. <laughs> Sparky, what about you? Uh, 5th of December, guys, uh, we went this year. Um, it was. I, I was trying to push for a bit earlier, to be fair, Jack. Um, but <laughs> the missus, she likes a real tree, and she's like, "Oh no, we'll get it as late as possible because you know we don't want it looking old, scraggly, and crap by Christmas Day." Yeah, um, yeah. If you're going real, you can't do it. You can't do it that early, can you? Yeah. So we went in. We've got it, and, and there's a, a bargain warehouse place around our way where I like it because I hate paying for overpriced Christmas treats. Because um, <laughs> no, because we've got to buy it every year. I mean, we. I'm, I, a push for the fakie. But anyway, I'm going off top it. subject here. Uh, the fifth, guys. That, that's my entry this year. Yeah, fifth for me as well. Okay. Uh, we did ours on the fifth. Um, there's a, I mean, we'd have maybe done it a bit later. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I love Christmas, but I just need to leave it a little bit of time before I go fully into it. Yeah. Um, but there's a trail in our village, a Christmas trail, and everyone's putting lights up and stuff. Uh, and we did ours on, on the fifth, and then we put the lights in the window and we thought... Compared to everyone else, this is pretty rubbish. So I went out on Saturday night, first Saturday out of lockdown, I went out and spent 100 quid on Christmas lights that night. Whoa, <laughs> that's peer pressure. You pimped dude. out your it is house, peer dude. I tell you what, though, it looks... I mean, I'm all about the tacky Christmas. We've never done lights outside before, but I'm loving it. The only problem being we're in the flight path of Leeds Bradford Airport, so <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, is that an Airbus coming in, love? Stand by. Loads of people coming back from Alicante going, whoa, not where we needed to be. Well, guys, you know when we do our news pieces, we could actually be reading about uh, Jim's demise in one of them in the future. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate. 
I'd like that to be the main part, if that's okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right, Jack wins that round then. Second question, how long is the list of jobs you have to do from your partner? Is there a list that you have? How long is it? How many jobs are on it? Sparky to you. Oh, wow. Um, I don't have a specific list. I feel like she's going easy on me this week because uh, this week's been the, f- the the day she's gone back to, s- to work. She's gone back to school. She's a teacher. Uh, so maternity leave. Thank you for pointing that she was a teacher. <laughs> just, she's gone back to school. I just want to point that out. I mean... <laughs> Um, but yeah, she, um, she and she's not left me any jobs, and I think that's a tactic. She's just been checking in on text, like as he had his lunch, as he had this, as he had that. But to be fair, I think she's gone. You just get through this first week because I've, I've been having him on the mm. afternoons, like I pick him up from from his uh, nans, and so literally I'm having him from midday through to the end of the day, which is no bit. But I'm almost half a stay-at-home dad at the moment, so that's exciting. Uh, Jack, was it for you? How, how long's that list? So I want to really thank you for this question, Jim, because I thought it was two. Uh, and I thought just before I say that live on air, I should uh, just go and check that with my wife. <laughs> Fucking 13. <laughs> 13. <laughs> what she did was keep adding stuff to that list. So now I've got this really long list on my phone. So thank you. <laughs> oh, good. You, you're welcome. You're welcome. What else, like, come on, give us some of the highlights of the list then, Jack. Mow the lawn, that's always on there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> December? Surely not. Uh, yeah, because the, the back garden I didn't mow at the end of the summer, so... It, <laughs> <laughs> so but before Christmas I have to mow that. What else is on there? There's a toilet flush broken upstairs, got to sort out some hot water, there's a curtain pole that needs to go up. Sorry, is this your missus list or is this Brad's list for his renovations? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's definitely going to mention it in a second. Hold on. Stand by for oh, that. this way. has got to be on the list. Come go. on, Brad. Come on. Looking forward to this one. <laughs> um, so... I'm not sure if you guys know this or not, but uh, we're having some <laughs> renovations done. And um, my my list is currently sitting at eight. Ooh. Teen. That's a <laughs> What's the most pressing on that list? Uh, pretty much getting the entire uh, first floor landing and the bottom floor hallway finished in preparation time because we're having some carpets fitted soon. So I have to fill the gaps, sand it down, prime it, paint it, sand the painting down to get it to a nice smooth finish, all whilst still living my life. Are you counting yeah. that as one job? Yeah, that's one job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One job. Fin- <laughs> yeah. Finish the hallway, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a job with many sub-jobs. Exactly, dude, exactly. Sounds like hard work to me, mate. <laughs> See, I think mine's only about three, but the, what happens is, away from the main list, there's occasional bursts of, like, three or four requests within a couple of seconds, you know, like, you wait all this time for a bus and three come along at once. <laughs> yeah. Somebody get, can you go and do that, that and that? And you're like, well, I, uh, I mean... I, you know, I'm, I'm tired. I've been a parent for seven years. I'm, <laughs> my brain is melted. I can only remember one thing at once. So I need an actual proper list, but there's only about three things on the list at the moment. Do your other halves give you jobs whilst you're doing jobs? Oh, yeah, that always oh, yeah. happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was going to ask as well, do your other halves have like a secret list of jobs they want you to do, but they've not really said it out loud and they just expect you to have that sort yeah, of... Yeah, until you ask them for a podcast, yeah. <laughs> and like, oh, yeah, actually. I was wondering if you were ever going to do that. Well, you yeah, and then they get a little bit pissed off because you, uh, you you weren't telepathetic and you kind of picked up from their yeah, vibes yeah. of what you needed to do. All <laughs> uh, right, so well, Brad wins there. We thought he, with the eight, eight, eighteen, eighteen. <laughs> so there you go. Well done, Brad wins. I think Brad wins out of sympathy. Uh, and this one, when did you watch last watch an entire film without falling asleep? 
So I'm trying to go through the Marvel films at the moment while I'm cooking. Yes. So it was it was only a couple of weeks ago. I think it was Doctor Strange oh. as I was cooking Spagbol or whatever it was. Jim would yeah. be really angry at that because he likes it when people pay attention to movies properly. <laughs> cooking a Spagbol and watching a film. Well, you just do you just do the main the main bits during the action bits. You know what that's going to be. Just you know punching, fighting, a bit no, of no, 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 no. That's how you miss it. That's how you miss the subtleties. I don't care what a film it is. If you are trying to do something else while that film's on, you're not actually watching it. And we should just turn it off. Is, is Jack that person who says, oh, the film gets better every time I, I watch it? It's because every time he watches it, he does something else during different scenes. That'll be it. So, okay, well, a couple of weeks ago, not bad. Sparky, when was it for you, the last time you watched a whole film without falling asleep? Uh, Sunday morning. Uh, the, the boys had a cold this week, and so he's been sleeping really badly. So I was up at like 5.15 on Sunday morning. Um, so I brought him downstairs, put on Sing... Uh, the animated oh, X Factor movie. Oh, it's film. amazing. <laughs> great uh, film. He fell back to sleep, and I s- was sat there at like half past six on a Sunday morning watching Sing on my own, <laughs> nearly welling up. <laughs> and like yes. when the gorilla r- escapes from the jail to get his son to hear his Spoiler son sing. Alert. Sorry, oh, sorry. <laughs> There'll be some angry dads listening who've watched this 500 times already, mate. <laughs> but yeah, th- and that was the last time I did think. When I, I thought, geez, this is the last film I have watched is a kids' film. And well, I obviously enjoyed it way more than Jackson. Oh, <laughs> dude, you know what, though? They, they, they completely make animated films for adults these days. I mean, I mean, it goes back to like Shrek. I mean, I can watch Shrek 1 all the time because it's that is purely written for adults to, to enjoy, whilst the kids will just enjoy the animated aspect. But yeah. all the innuendos and everything is just for the adults. So they are very smart when they create these animated films because they, they want both the, the, the demographics to be connected to it. I would happily watch any Despicable Me film oh, really? in the cinema yeah, anytime. Yeah. Oh, I love them. Yeah, yeah. They're great. Or Hotel Transylvania. I love it. Hotel Transylvania. I love them. These are the ones to try, boy. As I'll be next Sunday morning, I'm going to be putting them on my list for my Sunday <laughs> films with Jackson. But I've, I even Googled to check whether uh, Sing 2 was coming out. And it is, guys. It is. 2021. Roll on, baby. I did that once with my, with my kids. I mean, have any of you guys ever seen Land Before Time? Yes. The Spielberg yeah, yeah. one, classic. I think from classic. the late 80s. Anyway, I always remember when I was a kid, I mean, this is maybe a spoiler alert, but when um, Littlefoot's mom dies because she's defending uh, defending him against the T-Rex. I cried like a little idiot. And then I put it on, right, to show my kids. And I'm staring at them. I'm like, show me you're not psychopathic. I need to see some tears. <laughs> show me some fucking tears. And they never did. But I'm kind of a little bit concerned now. I might have some psychopaths here because their attachment to empathy is not quite there. Kids are weird, though, when they watch films like that because you always think... Oh my god! Is this going to really badly affect them? Yeah, like yeah. the Lion King. Watch that, oh, and when man. the oh. spoiler alert once more. Simba's <laughs> dad. We're not ready to talk about the, this. It's trampled. But I'm watching that going. Oh my god! Oh, and the man. kids are going. Oh yeah, that was. Dude, that 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 scene where where Jeremy Irons is like, "Long live the king!" and flings Mufasa off of that that mountainside. Oh man, hits no. me right in the feels. Every Just time. have to wait till the kids are thirty years older before they'll appreciate it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, uh, Jim, we know you really properly watch films. Uh, what, what was the last film you watched? Uh, it was, I'm trying to remember who was in it. Um, it was like a, it was a really weird film. It just happened to be on, on like Channel 4. And it was set in the Cold War in Berlin. Cool. And someone famous was the woman in it who 
I can't remember who she was. <laughs> it had James McAvoy in it. <laughs> Hold on, you need to leave the film correspondent here. I, I, yeah. I think I think you fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the thing. I don't. I don't. I don't think I have ever fallen asleep in a film. Never, because. I do concentrate. I really concentrate. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've, I've always had a problem with like falling asleep e- in public, even though you know, obviously, in my own house isn't in public. <laughs> but like on trains, can't fall asleep on trains. I think I'm, I'm like a paranoid sleeper. So it was that film, whatever it was. It was a rubbish film, but I watched it all the way to the end and stayed awake for it. And that was, I think, a week or so ago. Nice, Brad. What's it for you? I honestly cannot remember. I I barely ever fall asleep in films, uh, and I love. I'm like Jack. I'm committed to like the Marvel series, um, and right. I could I could quite easily watch Endgame back to back two or three times. So you're looking at like nine hours. No spoiler alerts <laughs> on that. I've not seen that yet. No, I won't say I won't say anything about Whoa, it. Oh, there's oh well, hey. No, in it what? No. So I have I can't remember the last time I actually watched a film. Can I ask a question as a as the newest dad on the team? Is like when do the kids kind of get old enough that you can fall asleep comfortably without worrying that they're gonna you know <laughs> injure themselves because you're sick? Because I don't want to be getting in trouble for falling asleep watching a movie with the boy. Injure themselves? Fuck that! I fell asleep. Jake threw an Alexa at my head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I fear for my life if I fall asleep. Uh, if anyone wants to know, it was Atomic Blonde. I've just checked. Charlize Theron's in it. <laughs> And it's an absolute load of old shite. <laughs> well, since you've sold it so well, mate, we'll all be checking it out next week. Yeah. I have absolutely no idea who won that one, so <laughs> should we just move on? <laughs> yeah. Still to come on Loose Dads, we're looking into the big stories of the week. What did William Shakespeare become the second person to do in the week that we recorded this podcast? Find out in a little bit on Loose Dads. Don't you just hate it when it's a bright sunny day and the sun is in your eyes and you wish you had a trucker hat to shade them? And then when it's freezing cold and your ears are like little ice cubes on the side of your head or you're running in like just an ordinary t-shirt and it feels like ordinary instead of a specific running technical t-shirt. Or when you, this is the worst one, when you nip into the shops and you forget your face covering. That's annoying. Anyway, you can solve all these problems with the brand new Dad's Net merch. Trucker hats, beanie hats, tech running tees, face masks, and loads more. Shop now at dadsnet.shop. This is Loose Dads from the Dad's Net. It is four dads with varying experiences discussing those, and we'll go to the week's papers. From when we recorded this uh, in the start of the second week of December 2020, the big story that came out today was the rollout of the new coronavirus vaccine in the UK. Uh, There was a 90-year-old grandma who was the first woman, the first person to have that vaccine this morning. It's her birthday next week. She said it was an early birthday present. And the second person to get it was a bloke from Warwickshire called William Shakespeare. Amazing. Amazing. (laughs) Legend. What were his parents thinking? I know, you know, sometimes you can accidentally name your child after a celebrity, but when you've got the surname Shakespeare, you've got to think, he's going to have a tough life if we call him William, isn't he? (laughs) Give us a poem, mate. Come on, tell us a riddle. (laughs) Get your sonnets out for the lads, (laughs) boy. 
But I've, I've been reading quite a bit about the new vaccine, and we all know, you know, we just we've discussed on this podcast before whether we'd take it or not. Um, and I, I saw something that because they're going in stages, they're going with the elderly first, then care, and care home workers and uh, NHS staff as well, and then moving sort of through the sort of more vulnerable people until they get to the least vulnerable in society. Uh, I did read one comment this week. Um, where a bloke said, uh, the over-80s have had a good innings, you know, let's uh, let's give it to someone else. <laughs> so does anyone have any strong opinions on who should be getting this vaccine first? So, Brad, what about you? <laughs> Go ahead, Brad. Um, I, I definitely, definitely think the vulnerable, sir, the 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 aged. Um, I think, to be honest, I think their priority list is, is spot on. I think you've got to look at the people who are, are most likely to be affected by the virus should they catch it. So I, I agree with it 100%. Not for the fact of, okay, well, you know, let's, uh, let's give it to the old folk and uh, keep fingers crossed because they've had a good innings. Um, I just think that that's the right way to approach it personally. And I'm sorry, guys, I know you were looking for a conflicting opinion here on this, this, this occasion, but I told you, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to learn and I'm trying to show you my vulnerability and my, uh, my eagerness to- Yeah, uh, mate, like, it's not going to get you a vaccine any quicker, so be quiet. <laughs> fuck, fuck. <laughs> fuck it, I don't care, man. Do whatever you want. Sparky, you should be getting it first, do you think? I definitely think they seem to have got the order right. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, you see the, the, the table, I think- any vulnerable people between 16 and like uh, 40, I think come in at about fifth. Like, so, you know, they're just getting the olds and the NHS workers. I think also um, something I saw a story about this week, bus drivers, like, the, in, you know, in very mm. busy areas and stuff mm. like that, frontline workers, like, they are kind of as important as the NHS staff. I know they're not pumping chests and putting ventilators into people, but they're getting the people that put ventilators into people to work. So they're kind of at risk. I mean, but I don't know. Yeah, there's no controversy from me here either. I'm afraid it's uh, they've nailed it, haven't they? Like, I you're saying about Margaret Keenan, her name was the uh, the 90 year old grandma. There was I've got sent on WhatsApp. Haven't got it saved to uh, save to my camera roll. Don't worry. Um, a <laughs> bunch of pictures today, it's, and it's screenshots of this uh, Twitter thread. I don't know if anyone saw this. And it's Margaret Keenan on Twitter, uh, just after she'd had the jab. What, just giving uh, you the old thoughts of like what the first feelings were? And yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and I'll read you, uh, you know, a few of them. The first one, feeling fucking buzzed, lads. <laughs> <laughs> just, just lifted a car with one finger. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to Alice DJ full blast. <laughs> <laughs> so this is... A comedian has changed his name on Twitter to Margaret Keenan, and it's been a right laugh to follow. <laughs> there was uh, someone tweeted earlier on that uh, the first thing that she did was went out and downloaded Microsoft Office, which uh, was based around the conspiracy theories, obviously, of Bill Gates yeah. putting microchips in there. Yeah, someone said, I wonder what, uh, what Bill Gates is going to do with his first full day in control of Margaret Keenan. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny, isn't it? Like all these conspiracy theories about, you know, and the, and we're giving it to the elderly first. It's like, I don't really think if they were trying to take over the world, bless them, you know, respect for the elderly, but. The, the Zim 
human brigade aren't the ones to attack us and control us all. Unless they're going to put something in Werther's originals and give it to us. I mean, that's and- it. Like that TV show Utopia. It's mixed with Werther's original and what's ever in Pfizer Biontech. They, they combine together inside and they become like mutant pensioners. <laughs> this controlling us deep. with kindness bastards <laughs> you will watch Hetty Wainthrop investigate so they'll be a classic prog classic hypnotising message in there uh, Sparky do you have a story yeah um, I've got a story this week actually about Brad's home country um, uh, it's, it's my favourite lottery story I've, I've heard in a long long time but did you know there's been uh, a massive jackpot win in South Africa and the numbers that came out were Five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten, and the bonus. Sorry, the bonus was ten. So it was one, to, uh, five to nine, and the bonus up. ball was ten. The numbers came out like that. How many people in South Africa won? Can I add a little bit of uh, insider expertise on this one? Yeah, of course you can, Jim. Because I spent three years of my life writing about lotteries, and I know that a lot of people put on lines and runs of numbers like that. So they reckon that if in the UK, one, two, three, four, five, six came up on the lotto, you'd hardly win anything because so many people play those numbers. Whoa. Uh, so I'm reckoning it's quite a lot of South Africans. It is. Well, you absolutely hit it on the head, Jim. It's, it, there's 20 different winners with those numbers. Like you think, that, oh. you think it would be more, um, but they're actually looking into it because they think it's a conspiracy. They think that, it's, that it's, it's, there's been lottery fraud on it, but it cuts the winnings massively. Um, like, are, are, are they the same guys that work in Trump's administration? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just thought that was amazing. Like the numbers five, six, seven, eight, nine, and the bonus 10 came out and 20 people won the lottery in South Africa. Because the weird thing about that is that that run of numbers has this, literally the same probability as any other run of numbers. It just seems ridiculous. Yeah. And it's like any any run of numbers has the same probability, but you just wouldn't play those numbers, surely, because you'd think that's never going to happen. Well, 20, 20 people, 20 people. And there was a time in the UK when there was a, a jackpot and so many people won. Oh, God, I've got loads of these stories. Sorry. I, I'm going to bore you with <laughs> no, all of Jim, these. Jim, you might be able to confirm something. Tell me that one, but there's, you might be able to confirm a, a rumour I heard about the Euro Millions cap in a minute. Before, okay. <laughs> if we're on time... <laughs> This is good. This is loose lotteries uh, on the dad's net. Uh, yeah, there's loads of people won the uh, jackpot and they were trying to work out how many, so many people had won. It was like a hundred and something. And it was because if on the, you know, when you used to play with like the little slip at the newsagent, this was back pre-internet times. Yep. And uh, if you drew a little cross on the slip, you got the numbers that eventually came out. And so many people did that. They drew a little pattern of a cross that they uh, they all won. I, I think what's weird is that Jim's just told us he spent three years writing about lotteries and none of us have asked why. Yeah, that's like, Was it a job? Was it a hobby? What? Lottery correspondent as well. <laughs> it was for a, a, a company that has a lot of websites dedicated to lotteries. And um, oh. So Jim, then is it true that the £175 million cap on the Euro Millions is because if you had more, if you won more than 175 million, you'd eventually be able to buy every combination of lottery ticket so that every week you would be winning a profit on the lottery. Is is that a fact? No. Oh, oh man, I loved it. When someone because, told me that, I was like, that's amazing. I mean, that's the way they, that, that is why they have certain combinations that you need to get. Because there was one time when the Irish lottery 
you could buy all the combinations and the the jackpot was usually more than how much it cost to buy all the combinations and someone tried to do it um but he only ended up buying like nine tenths of the number of tickets and uh and then someone else got the jackpot as well so they had to share it so i, I think that like all the people who were part of the group doing it they only got like about three thousand pounds each or something it was something ridiculous or that's Irish a pounds. so the- but yeah for the for the euro millions i think it's something like one in a hundred and sixty million and it's two pound fifty a ticket. So actually no there's it'd be loads more okay. than that. This is loose dads. Uh, we've got two spin-off <laughs> podcast opportunities uh, with renovations with Brad and lottery with Jim. Come on. I've got a lot of production to do. <laughs> yeah. Bit of editing today, Jack. <laughs> uh, so Jack, have you got a story? Yeah, related to um our Christmas chat earlier, Christmas light sales are up. Two hundred thirty-eight percent. Thanks to Jim. As, as households, <laughs> do those figures come from the Bradford area? <laughs> yeah, I can confirm. It's basically everyone was doing what I was doing and putting them up super early. So these are these are the early stats of um, how much the sales were up. But I I went to buy some Christmas lights and they're stupidly expensive, so I haven't done it. I did the inside ones, but the outside ones, I wasn't spending 60 quid on a set of lights. Jim's a bigger mug. He spent 100. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a good job you don't live in Jim's neighbourhood because you, <laughs> you, your house would look shit next to his place. <laughs> and that is literally the only reason I did it. Yeah. It's keeping up with the Joneses. <laughs> I mean, they say you can't polish a turd, but I think we are almost literally trying to polish this turd of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Saying that, apparently uh, sales of cream liqueurs have doubled, so... <laughs> Bailey's and Christmas lights that's what's got us through <laughs> uh, Brad have you got a story yeah I got one uh, this this week guys it's not animal related I'm afraid oh, oh shame oh I know I know let's move on then <laughs> <laughs> thanks Brad <laughs> uh, I think this one's quite funny a, a man named Adolf Hitler wins the election in Namibia and promises that he's an okay guy <laughs> I saw this I story mean, too, his, man. His name. We mentioned William Shakespeare's parents earlier. <laughs> yeah. Eighty-year-old William Shakespeare. Yeah, I what, mean, what were adults' parents thinking? Just, just go with Brian. Brian, yeah. <laughs> um, so, a man named Adolf Hitler has won an election in the southwest African country in Namibia, and he's been kind enough to let everyone know that he has no plans to take over the world. I mean, that's just really nice of him. <laughs> right, hold on. Have we, has anyone checked if he's got a funny-looking moustache yet? Like, I mean, come on. Like, where does it go to? If you have to say you have no intention to take over the world. Yeah, you've got any <laughs> intentions, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. Looks a bit shifty to me. Keep your eye on that one, Brad. Keep your eye on Please, can you be our Namib- Namibia correspondent? Um, <laughs> this is Loose Namibians. Dad's that would also be a good podcast. <laughs> Why not? Uh, on the way, the, the great dad joke off. It's the joke off. It's not anything else. It's the great dad joke off. This episode of Loose Dads is in association with the high-powered, stunt-filled show Ricky Zoo. If you're listening to Loose Dads from the USA, then tune in to Nickelodeon. Or if you're in the UK, it's on Milkshake. Honestly, you and your kids will love watching Ricky Zoom. Zoom. First of all, the big question on Loose Dads from the Dadsnet. Now, culturally, why are dads 
it's still seen as the lesser parent compared to mums. This is something that's happened for a long, long time. I mean, are they still seen like this? It, it seems a lot of people think they are. And why would that be? And how do we change it? We've got five minutes to sort this out. I think we can do that. <laughs> um, Jack, what do you think? I think this comes down to something we've touched on on, on a few podcasts now, that dads are, you know, historically supposed to be strong and they're supposed to be, you know, you know, go out to work, stay strong, carry on, all that sort of stuff. Uh, and so I think it's, I think, you know, historically dads just aren't seen as the ones who are there doing the childcare, being emotionally available to the kids. And so when you're talking to parents, dads get minimized because they're still seen as that old school dad who, you know, goes to get a scotch egg when his wife's in labor, that sort of thing. <laughs> That's all I can think it is because the amount of dads nowadays who are who are stay-at-home dads who are splitting that load so much more, like I can't see any reason why it should still be seen like that. But there is that historical tie. Have you found this, Sparky? Yeah, like it's really interesting what you said. Even like the dad that's in labour that goes and gets a Scotch egg. Like, did any of you guys find one? You were on the maternity ward, and when your your partner's about to give birth to your kids there is even a little bit of shade from the midwives. Like they're heroes. I love midwives. They, they helped us through everything. You know, I'm not saying anything bad, but that it, that that's where it needs to start because there's a culture there of like, Oh, Oh, you're interested. Are you? It's almost like they're surprised. And then it makes you feel weird as a bloke, like for being hands on or uh, like I, it starts there. It's almost like I, I understand they're protecting it. The, 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 the woman carries the child, like they, they birth mm-hmm. the child. So I understand why there's, there's, we, yeah, we should, they must feel that there's more of a connection between the mother and the baby. But I, I don't think that's true. Having a child but of my own now, like I feel like just as connected to Jackson as, as my partner. It implies that we're not going to do anything, you know, like we're not going to yeah. be part of that process. It's almost like it's an assumption that they expect us to not be interested. And then when we are interested, it's like, oh, you're interested, are you? And it's yeah. like, yeah, I am interested in being the father of my child. <laughs> Honestly, that that whole stereotypical outlook which still is very rampant in this current day and age and i know there's a lot of progressive um forward thinking with a lot of sections in life now but you know and i always remember this i mean this this pisses me off and i i don't really watch tv nowadays um so i'm not sure if it's still the case but i remember when a couple of years after my eldest was born i would get so irate with tv adverts because like you know bottle feeding adverts would always be a mom, you know, helping out. And it would always, and the, and the messaging of this would be always like, you know, the mother's maternal instincts, uh, here we go. And they feed the baby and it would be, never be a, from a dad's perspective. Um, but having said that though, there are certain things which are swaying into more of a kind of a neutral section, which is like, you know, the dads now we're getting more parental leave from workplaces, which is great. And I did that with our second, uh, second born. And I say that like there's going to be more. I've had, I've, I've had the, I've had the snip. I've had the snip. There's Our final no child. Fucking yeah. fa- factory is closed. You just don't like to say with the very last one, the very final child. It just doesn't sound right. No, it doesn't. Does it? It sounds. It sounds quite impending. Like some. Like something doom. Like some sort of doom's going to happen. Um, and what happened is my. My wife went, she took six months off and then I took three months off to stay at home with him. And I, it was 
and it was a fucking amazing experience dude to uh mm. you know to actually be able to nurture and raise this kid whilst my wife was essentially off as we you know doing almost like a role reversal of the the 50s and the 60s you know she went to work and she was making the bacon and i was staying at home and cleaning and cooking um did your mates emasculate you for that though brad like did people you know like you know what honestly some of my friends were like i'm so jealous okay (laughs) but i think they were just jealous because they were like oh fuck i could do with being out of work for three months you know (laughs) that's proof that there is some change though because i think that even in my own friends when you say they're like oh you're you're gonna, you're staying with the baby. Like it's, yeah. It's, yeah. Why is it seen when it's babysitting when the dad's looking after, not just yeah, exa- exactly, exactly, exactly that. The, the, I mean, the I mean, phrase we, "daddy daycare." I mean, oh. I mean, I do like daddy daycare, but that's just just because we're looking after it. But like, not, I'm not babysitting my kid. Uh, yeah, just, that's you, know, it. You, you know why? I, 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 I like the phrase "daddy daycare," and it irritates me though when someone may say, "Oh, it's not at daycare because." I like to think of it as a daycare because, you know, a daycare is supposed to be a place of fun. And and, and let's yeah. be honest, dad, dads are, are instinctively always generally seen as like the fun ones, the outgoing ones. You know, like mm. if your kid wants to go and play, it'll be, they'll come to the dad. Or if they wanted love and nurturing, they'd go to the mom. You know, there are just, I think emotionally, there's certain positions we each hold as parents that uh, our kids run to. And so like for me, I like, I like daddy daycare. I used to call it daddy daycare um, just because uh, I used to like the Eddie Murphy film as well. Yeah, it's classic. But, um, <laughs> well, I, I can confirm I am absolutely no fun. So oh, <laughs> hold on, Jim. No, I bet, no, honestly, you've got a unicorn painted on your house. Yeah. Like, you know, in your girl's room. And Jim, come yeah. on, tell us more about those lotto stats. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. What do you think about it though, Jim? Um, I think I think there is a, t- a change of tide, and I think that's really welcome. It does make the times when it happens, though, really stand out for me. Um, so when I've got like both kids and the dog, um, and walking home, and someone goes, "Oh, got your hands full," and it's like, I don't think you would say that to my wife. I don't think you'd say that to my wife because it's like you know, I just have a family and a dog. That's that's not that strange. And there was another time when I don't really want to drop a minute, so I'm going to try and be vague about this, but someone who should have known better in the childcare circle, I went to pick one of my children up and it was a weekend where I was taking them away to go and see some mates in, in Birmingham and uh, my wife was doing something else. And this person said to me, oh, oh, you're in charge this weekend, are you? And it's like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm the I'm the parent, so I'm in charge literally all the time because that's what parents do. It's not like, oh, I've suddenly taken control. We're going on a reckless road trip. We're all going to get absolutely smashed out of our heads on oh, whiskey. Dad's in control. It's not going to work properly. Like, but it's just like yeah. it's the whole point of being in control. It's like, yeah, because I'm a parent. I'm all, you know, That's it's not a one weekend thing. It's just a general thing. That's what happens. That's what parenting is. You know, for I, me, I, I always put it down to, and I might get, slated for this but um a a mom is a mom is a dad is a dad fundamentally in terms of raising your children we are both as and equally as responsible um and obviously yes when it comes to you know a mom has the ability to to grow a child in their womb uh, which is a lot of hard work and there's you know and, and that biologically is 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 amazing uh but after that process it's it's a hundred percent for each. You 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 know that's there 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 really isn't now a different line between the parents. Um, and what they also got to remember is yeah you know they grew a child for nine months but you know we lost 
we lost what couple hundred million sperm cells and some zinc. We know blood, sweat, and tears in that Ex- conception. <laughs> exactly, a hundred percent. Like they, they, they never know that that sort of feeling. You know, when you lose when you lose the the, the nutrients from your body, your body just goes. <laughs> no, they just don't understand. They just don't understand. Do you think though that like? I thought this earlier when we said we were going to discuss this on the podcast. I thought, is it women protecting their space in some way? Like, you know, I feel like the world's moved on now. We're even doing this podcast. I think this in the 80s that you couldn't, we wouldn't walk in the pub without blokes going, well, what are you guys doing? A dad podcast? Like, I feel like that signs that time's moved on. But do you think there could be an element of women defending their corner? Like, because, and, and I mean this in the nicest way, it's like, well, we back in the day, our da- your dad might not have been as full on and their parents. And so it's like, it's seen as the woman's job. And they're like, we like having that as our job. So we kind of don't want to hand it all over to you all the time. That is, does that sound stupid? In my, in, and I see, I see what you mean. In my experience, it is, it's always sort of people who've said things without thinking. And it's, they've just said things because that's just how they see the world. So they're surprised that a dad's out with the kids and, and that. And I don't think it's a sort of defense mechanism. I just think it is part of that sort of entrenched values. And, you know, we're fighting against hundreds and thousands of years of history, aren't we, really? <laughs> yeah. and, you know, <laughs> Let's not go over the old podcast, but I know what you mean. is There are stereotypes built into society, which we're just happy to live with, but we're not happy to live with the dad ones anymore. That's but also, come on, guys, let's be honest. Who would sit there and willingly say, oh, yeah, I want to stay at home all day picking up after my kid? Man, as soon as, as, soon as a parent, you get the opportunity to pass the buck. You fucking do. <laughs> It's that advert, that um, Philadelphia advert where the two dads are out with their kids and it's like, oh, there's dads and they're wearing baby carriers. Oh, yeah, this is modern. Oh, no, they've put the kids on the conveyor belt and they don't know where they've gone. It's still the same old (laughs) stuff. I I think these things stick out more. Like, you know, when you go to a a pub or when you did pre-COVID, go to a pub with the family and there's no baby change in the gents lose you know little things like that i think that sticks out more because there is this cultural shift to you know equality basically yeah i would say definitely it's 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 now the exceptions isn't it rather than the rules um yeah mother and baby spaces and things like that when people call it that you're like oh that's the thing that pisses me off right so my local tesco has um parent or parent bays where you can park right yeah but every picture of it is a mom in a skirt Mm. with a child right then right, the, on, o- the, o- sorted, Brad. the the only one, I, don't worry, I did. I wrote an email once to to the um, <laughs> C- I would love to see that email <laughs> to, the, to the CEO of Tesco and to the CEO of Co-op as well. Jeez. The the, the guy from Co-op came back back to me with quite a jovial response. Never heard from the guy from Tesco. But anyway, and um, but the only <laughs> there's one parking bay that actually has a dad and a child, and they've gone and stuck a massive bollard on this, so no one can bark. <laughs> right. Well, glad That's to know really. that you're making a difference, Brad, with your shitty emails. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so every time I go to my local Tesco's, I have to wear a fucking dress so I can park there and get the kids out. Dude. It's embarrassing, guys. Or show your massive bollards. Um, this is Loose Dads from the Dads Net. Moving on to the great dad joke off. The great dad joke off. That's joke off. Not anything else. It says joke off, okay? It's just... Anyway, moving on. It's where we come and share our best dad jokes. We find out whose is the best through um, 
and there's no scientific method just tend to agree or disagree uh, it's just it's about the love of the joke rather than the winning right yeah uh, so Jack to you have you got a joke off joke so I, I've never really been into Motown music you know I can only name two or three bands four tops that one's out of like an old book that's been left by someone's toilet that's like the joke book that's left in the downstairs bog (laughs) I think it's a good start I think it's a good start Sparky what's yours oh well the other uh, other day guys uh, I walked into a pet shop just for treat myself to a new pet said to the guy "Uh, how much are your wasps he said sorry mate we don't sell wasps I was like you got one in the window. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> Come on, guys. That, that silence makes me feel uncomfortable. I was ready for a howl. I was, I was really thinking that through. <laughs> Were you thinking it was a joke about the uh, Trading Standards Act or something? <laughs> You know what? You know what it was. I was I, I was waiting for a different punchline. There's another joke about wasps that I'll tell on a different one, and I was waiting for that punchline. Uh, <laughs> don't question my delivery, Jack. <laughs> Brad, can we have your joke, please? Uh, yeah, sure. Hey guys, I uh, I recently came up with a new word yesterday: plagiarism. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that Jack's funny. looking through the dictionary going, no, it's not new. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the punchline, bro. No, come on, Jim. Come on. Save it. Uh, why did the baker have smelly hands? Because he needed a poo. <laughs> Dude, that's great. I think I did earlier this week on one nappy change, guys, and I didn't Uh, want to. (laughs) Get to dadsnet.com if you want more information on the Loose Dads podcast, a Dadsnet original podcast. Then we'd love to hear from you if you want to ask us any questions, if you want to get a mention on the podcast, if you've got anything to add to the debate, any jokes that you want to share as well, uh, dadsnet.com or find the Dadsnet on Facebook as well. Thank you very much to Brads. Thank you, guys. Oh, wait, hold on, wait. I've got to do this again. Uh... Goodbye! <laughs> I, was trying to, I, was trying to, I was trying to think of the opposite of what's up. I'm like, hold on. Goodbye. Sparky. I could do a 90s reference, guys. Goodbye, my friends. Some Spice oh. Girls for you. Ooh, lovely. And, uh, and, uh, and then we'll go to Jack. Oh, no one told me to prepare for these references. <laughs> Bye. (laughs) Perfect. Remember, if you'd enjoyed listening to this podcast, then make sure you share it with your friends. Tell a dad about this podcast, someone who needs to have a listen to it. Uh, You can also follow us to make sure that you always get notified about the next podcast that's coming out from the Dad's Net, from Loose Dads. And uh, yeah, we will see you again in a week's time talking more stuff about dads. This is Loose Dads. Loose Dads, a Dad's Net original podcast.